Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where Catholic truth is served fresh daily. We've made you a reservation in the luxurious corner booth, so come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzezemski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I am Deacon Jeff, sitting here in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe, sitting here with Tom Dorian. Hello, Deacon Jeff. How are you doing, Tom? I'm well, sir. And you? Uh, I am well. I'm extremely well. And you look well. Um, I am very well. And you know, here's the thing. I, we're in the middle of Advent. Yes, we are. And being in the middle of Advent always creates a little bit of a, a sense of panic for some people. Some anxiety. And, and sometimes I've felt that, you know, for various reasons. Uh, there's always, there are lists that we need to complete. I think it's all commercials, man. I think it's what drives it. Well, no. Uh, all you have to do is go and buy this, uh, you know, eighty thousand dollar car, put a big giant red bow on it, park in your driveway, and everything is rosy. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but, but I start feeling anxiety about. Uh, um, I don't know. It's easy to feel anxiety. I guess you should say. I should say it that way because I don't always feel that way. Because I think I've discovered some ways not to feel that anxiety. But it's like there's a lot to do, and and as we get midway through this season of Advent, we start thinking. Have we done what we need to get done? And so we end up starting to do this sort of fevered pitch of cramming stuff in and all of our time is gone and there's a lot of anxiousness and anxiety and, uh, you know, this feeling that I'm not getting it done Mm -hmm. and it's too late and we're not going to make this deadline or that deadline, et cetera. And, uh, you know, it's so much so that it's interesting that I think there's an overwhelming feeling by a lot of folks that by the time that, like, say, Christmas Day gets here, mm-hmm. by December 26th, you're sick of Christmas. You're done. Right? You, you, you don't want to hear any more Christmas carols. You don't want to do anything. And we were talking last really night sad about too, something. Isn't it? We were talking, were we not talking last night about how, have we ever really talked about the fact that, like, the 12 days of Christmas start on Christmas Day? Exactly. That's right. You know, and, and we've just totally lost that sense. Yeah, you're right. Uh, and, and I think. Um, that if it, one thing I've come to know is if if you if you if you feel like that on December twenty sixth, then obviously you made a mistake during Advent. Yeah, you didn't do what Advent was calling you to do, or or what the Church asked us to consider in Advent. And so we thought we should do a show mm-hmm. that's uh, it's and it's never too late. Never right. Your dying breath, you can come to know Jesus, right? right? And if Amen. so, if He affords you that grace, then He will afford you the grace of saying, "Hey, I've only got two weeks left. Let's make the most of it." Yeah. So here's the deal: we thought we'd do one of our ten ways, top ten things. You know, those Perfect. are always popular, and we're going to do top ten ways to prepare during Advent. They're always popular, huh? They're extremely popular. <laughs> well, they are with me. And I, you know, I, you know, we come up with them right. And then I say, "All right, kids, we're doing number seven. Oh, not number seven. What is number seven? They only know it's like ten ways, but we're going to do number seven, whatever. So we're going to go. We're going to go through these top ten ways to prepare during Advent. So I know one's going to be on there because it's always on our top it, it's ten. It's your list. favorite. But and mine. the question, the big question now is, where is it on there? Uh, we just put it at number one. We did. Okay. Yeah, it's number one. Number, it's confession. Perfect. Right, I'm, we're gonna say it again. Everyone's like, uh, you know, I can go get a, I can go get a sandwich now yeah, while they're the talking because they keep saying this. But there's, I guess, there's a reason we keep saying it because it's, it's still right there at the top. Confession re- is so important. It's really true. If you make a really good confession during Advent, it's like a gift. It's gonna revolutionize your Christmas. Yeah, season. it changes everything. It really does. And it just, it changes everything. And of course, you know, we, I, I like to use the analogy of like when you've got a guest coming, you want to clean the house, right. and our guest is. 
uh, the Christ child at Christmas, but yeah. then also Jesus at the end of time. We, we want to be prepared to receive him. Right. And when we receive him, especially when we receive him in the Eucharist, we want to be prepared. And how we prepare during Advent. And that's why Advent's about some of this stuff. Sure. That's why the readings, you know, some to some degree when the readings are all about kind of uh, dark the end times That's and dark. trials and tribulations and and lightning and uh you know uh, earthquakes and famine and wars it's like daddy why <laughs> why do i cry at mass you know uh you know there's like we we're, the church is calling us to consider the, the the reality the stark reality of 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 the lord's coming right. and how we need to prepare for that and it's not necessarily scared straight you know but it there is some really sort of heavy implication or heavy, um, I don't know, feeling that you're going to get if you realize you're not doing what's supposed to be done, right? right? But when you go to confession, and if you focus on God's mercy, not on the punitive aspect of things like, right, the punishment, but if you go to confession because, you know, perfect contrition, because I, I want... I'm, I'm sorry that I offended God, mm-hmm. not because I fear the pains of hell or the retribution or the judgment or whatever you might think it is. But the reality is, if you go there with perfect contrition and mm-hmm. confession, it just it changes. You suddenly see grace and mercy, and it gives you a sense of hope, right? That's exactly right. You know, so I think number one is confession, uh, and that's why the church offers so many opportunities during seasons like Advent and, and and also Lent, the character of Lent is different than the character of Advent. Advent right. is 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 not um, Advent is not so penitential, but penance is a big part right. of of what Advent is in preparing for Christmas. So preparing for the feast, right? Right, cleaning house. It's a it's a good it's a good thing to do to get to get ready. So number two. Mm-hmm. And we, we, you know, tied to confession, always we always on our top ten list. No matter what it is, it always has confession, and it's always going to have mass in it. Right? Mass is the thing we do as Catholics. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's the way in which we uh, we come to know and experience Jesus in our daily lives, mm-hmm. not only in the word that is preached, but also in the reality of the Eucharist, right? That is confected on that altar. That is made present christ made present for us so you're not talking about mass just from a sunday perspective you're saying hey why don't do why don't you do an extra mass during the week exactly i think it's ad, ad, ad. I, I think well you know I, I guess it's like well we're going to come to you where you are yeah. so if you're somebody that misses masses every once in a while don't miss during advent right there's four sundays of advent you know four in a row can you do a four bagger can you do you know it's just really it's just not it's just come on pony up do it you can do it four you can get four in get a, get a and then right. then it'll be easier then because you know christmas you got to go christmas that's five you know there you go. so uh yes for those folks that might miss occasionally don't miss during advent right because it's not good to miss i mean the church teaches it's a sin it really is right but there's a reason why the church wants you to go every sunday so you should but for those of you who go like we go uh, we, we go all the time mm-hmm. you need to catch an extra one catch an extra one yeah. it just it changes your day uh, you know, add one or two a week. It's just, it's just, it's make it during Advent. Make it a special, a special season that way. So number three, here's a, a funny one. How many of us have these Advent wreaths with the candles? We've had them for 15 years, and in fact, they've been in the the attic so many times they're sort of melted, and they yeah. lean over, and someone's like, "Oh, don't light that. We want to keep that candle. <laughs> you know, we want that." And you've got these like crooked candles because of the attic right, right. has melted them, and they're not lit. 
Right. And 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 how many? I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I have an advent wreath. Best just put it out. It's all decorated. It's, it's nice. It's sitting there. There's no candles in the thing. I got to go get the candles. I'm not blaming her, but all of us so often we just forget to get the candles. Right. And then it's too. It's like, well, I don't know if I start. You know what? Go ahead. Go it, ahead and do it. Go ahead and do it. If you're if you've missed the first two weeks, light three candles. You know, start on Gaudete Sunday, right? Right. Um, so that's number three. So number one, confession. Number two, mass. Number three, actually use the Advent wreath. <laughs> actually use it. It's just a beautiful, visible reminder. Right. Uh, it's accounting. It's a. It's a. It's. It's. It's coming. Jesus is coming. You know. Uh, and number four, this is kind of an interesting one. It's wear purple. Wow! Look at you. Yeah, wear purple. So I'm not wearing purple today. Uh, well, but here's the thing: it's a conscious way. You know, the church uses outward signs, right? All the time. You come to church, and what is the priest and deacon, and what are like the the the, 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 the decor of the, right? So during during Advent, it's purple. Right. When when we see that, we know some things that we know that the season we see that. When you wear purple, especially when you come to a church event, people, oh, look at you wearing purple. You know, <laughs> well. You know, some people don't even realize why you're yeah, wearing purple. I get purple, that all the time. Right? So you wear purple to rec- so that you're like sort of walking around pronouncing, hey, it's Advent. Right. Just consciously to do it. When you do things consciously like that, it changes the world around you. People see that. Yeah. Go ahead and tell them it's for Advent. I'm wearing purple. for. I wear a lot of purple during Advent because it's an outward sign, right, of that, of that joy, of that hope, of that preparation, of that waiting. That's a good idea, you know, and I've never even heard of that before. So I think that's that's unique. That's a good idea. So I think it's something and something easy to do. It is, you know, dress the kids in purple. Today's purple day. We're gonna wear purple today. Why? <laughs> just it's because it's Advent. You know, it just it helps us. And you might think, like, what color? What does that matter? I'm telling you, it's it just it becomes an outward sign. You don't even have to preach when and, and you, you can preach and not use words. You can preach in in a way that or evangelize in a way where people look and go. That dude wears a lot of purple in November. I don't know if you've noticed that. Something's up with that. Something's up with that. Let's we gotta ask. figure that one out. <laughs> exactly. So uh, I mentioned Gaudete Sunday. That's my number five. Okay. So a lot of people don't even realize why there's a pink candle, which we all know is the color rose. Right. 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 It's a rose candle, and the reason why we have that pink rose candle, it's Gaudete Sunday, and it's actually not the fourth. A lot of people think that must be the fourth. It's the pinnacle. It's like it's a different color. It's actually the third. Mm-hmm. And it's that little ray of joy and and happiness that the church says, hey, Christmas is coming. It's like just really, just literally a little over a week away. This is the third week of Advent, third week of Advent. It's called Gaudete Sunday because Gaudete in Latin means rejoice. And we read uh, St. Paul saying rejoice. I say again, rejoice. And in right. Latin, that's Gaudete. I say again, Gaudete. And Gaudete just means to rejoice. And so... What we can do is treat that Gaudete Sunday differently than we do the other Sundays. Maybe not quite so sober or not quite so sober. Have, have a mini feast. Yes. Yeah, just go ahead and have kinda, a, like a, like a pre-Thanksgiving dinner. It's exactly right. Practice Thanksgiving. Practice we Thanksgiving. Do. That's it. So not we're going to have a pre-Christmas dinner. That's a great Go ahead idea. and just, like, just make it a celebration on that day to say, if you think this is good. Wait till next wait till week. wait till Jesus gets here. That's right. right, just wait till Jesus gets here. So so celebrate Gaudete Sunday. Mm-hmm. So we got one through five so far: confession, mass, using the Advent wreath, wearing purple, and celebrate the uh, the Sunday of the third Sunday, Gaudete Sunday. Right. Amen. We've got more to talk about. We've got, we've gone through half our list. We have uh, pretty practical things. We can all do them, mm-hmm. uh, and we're going to talk about the other five on the other side of the break. 
Uh, before we do that, I want to remind folks at home, we've got a great website, thecatholiccafe.com. Also, I'd love to hear from you. Send me an email, deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. With that, we'll be right back. I'm Bess Drzezemski, and this is another great moment in church history. Little is known about the details of the life of St. Lucy. She lived in Syracuse in Italy in the early 4th century. One tradition tells us that her mother raised her to be a pious and holy young girl. She prayed fervently and often. St. Lucy decided at a young age to consecrate herself to God, but she did so secretly because she thought her mother would not approve. In fact, she had already made arrangements to have St. Lucy married to a wealthy and influential pagan in town. However, her mother, who had been ill for a very long time, was miraculously cured after her daughter prayed for her at the tomb of St. Agatha. She was so thankful to God for this blessing that when she discovered that St. Lucy wanted nothing more than to live as a bride of Christ, she eagerly and thankfully gave her approval to her daughter's willingness to live out her vocation. Her rejected suitor, however, was not as thankful, to say the least. When he heard what had happened, he gave St. Lucy's name to the local governor and told him she was a Christian. This was, in effect, a death sentence, as Christians at this time were being persecuted, most being subjected to unimaginable torture and painful deaths. Tradition tells us that St. Lucy's eyes were gouged out. In fact, she is usually depicted in artwork holding a plate with her eyes upon it. But even though she was blinded in this horrible way, St. Lucy would not recant her love of Christ. Finally, after much suffering at the hands of her persecutors, she was eventually martyred. The name of Lucy literally means light, and it was evident that even though she was blinded, she could still see clearly the light of truth that shone brightly in the fledgling church of the 4th century. And her clear vision can serve as a tremendous example for us. In fact, she has been named the Patroness of the Blind. We can all, in a sense, be blinded, blinded by the allurement of sin, and it is only through the mercy of God that we are healed. It is only through the light of Christ that we can truly see again. St. Lucy is one of the many Catholic saints who can help us see that light. By following in her brave and holy ways, we too can be healed of our blindness. Her feast day is celebrated by the Universal Church on December 13th. I'm Bess Drzezemski, and this is another great moment in church history. Welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff. And we're back in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting here with Tom Dorian, and we are talking about Advent. Top ten. It's not too late. It's not. You can do at least a couple of these. Yeah. Right? We talk about the top ten ways that we can prepare during Advent. Uh, it's great when you start with this, but, you know, sometimes you just got to... Finish strong. Go, yeah, finish strong, mm-hmm. right? Uh, the fourth quarter, it's not too late. No. Get your two-minute offense going. Yeah. We can do it. Yeah. Uh, number one was confession. Number two, 
mass, especially if you go to mass anyway, go a couple of extra mm-hmm. daily masses. Uh, number three, to actually use the Advent wreath and resist the temptation to look at that green thing with the four empty candle holders or the bent candles that have been there forever that have never been lit. You know, one day we're going to light that thing. You know, do it now uh, and uh, and catch up if you've already missed it. Get an Advent wreath and start. Start. Go ahead and light the, the third candle with, with with the other two candles. Uh, and then number four, to wear purple. It's just an odd kind of a, just start wearing purple. Yeah. But do it in a conscious way and let people know uh, that you're wearing purple. It's okay yeah. to go ahead and tell people, you know why I'm wearing purple. <laughs> go ahead and tell them. Uh, and, of course, uh, number five, to celebrate Gaudete, to rejoice on Rejoice Sunday, on Gaudete Sunday, to have, have some kind of party, a feast, a preparation for the big feast. Mm-hmm. A mini feast would be a good thing to do. So we're on to number six. So, number six. Now, Tom, have you guys started decorating your house? We have. Very, very slowly, though. We haven't gotten completely there. So, you are you like a... You, do you step into it? Do we step into it just... Decorating. Uh, I mean, it's like, do you, do you... Are you all out? And it's like, you know, because there's, there's a part of me that... Normally, what we do is we, we kind of just do it all at one time. One big fell swoop, and it's over with. Yeah. Uh, but this time, it's kind of just real small steps. Yeah, so I would... We like to do the one fell swoop thing, but I've actually started sort of capitalizing on my own laziness and my inability to get things done. And so I start thinking, hey, it's not a bug. It's a feature. It's, uh, you know, the whole idea of it's just sometimes hard to get all that. And a lot of people will use like Thanksgiving weekends that time to deck the halls, as it were. You know, and so we just kind of like and every day I get home and Bess does a little more decorating. And, and I like to help her, but she does a lot. Oh, yeah. She does a lot of it. And with the kids there, and they have a you know good time doing it. And every day she comes home, she's like, I'm so sorry. It's just not ready. It's just, I know we got this and that. Don't go in that room. That room is just, you know. And I'm thinking, no, don't apologize. It's actually this is a good thing. Yeah. That we just sort of step into the decorating. Mm-hmm. You know, think about the church. The decor of the church is important, especially during Advent. You'll notice it's not all. We don't have a bunch of big Christmas trees and giant poinsettia, you know, Christmas tree uh, towers, sort of towers, and, and and these big red bows everywhere, and there's a reason why the church wants us to build to that. Mm-hmm. That Advent is a preparation time, and so it's a good thing for even in our homes. Maybe go ahead and put the tree up, and but maybe add a couple of ornaments, keep the box, you know, and hey, it's time to put some more ornaments on, or uh, systematically kind of go through the house over the over like, and maybe rejoice Sunday, you've got it all finished, and now your the house is ready. You know, and then you can focus on other things and prep- preparing for Christmas. But, yeah. but to sort of step into the decoration. Wow! So I'm doing it right. You're doing it right. Didn't even know you were doing it right. But wow. I, I think you can consciously do that. Mm-hmm. And it, plus, it gives you a little more relaxing time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and and so we'll talk about the relaxing. And um, I'm going to go uh, our number seven. So six is decorate your home, sort of step by step, step into it. Mm-hmm. And number seven is, you know, this this season is is filled at a fevered pitch. And and I would say that. We need to take a breath. Mm-hmm. We need to we need to slow down. Think about what we're really doing. Yeah, just take a take a breath. And and so once we've started the decoration stuff, mm-hmm. and when you get the tree up, and so you're a Gaudete Sunday or whatever, whenever you get the tree up, you know it's really cool. The purpose of putting the tree up is to look at it. Mm-hmm. It's not. There's no other reason to have a Christmas tree than to look at it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can put the Christmas presents. Santa can put them anywhere. They can be on the couch. They can be you know. Um, but the tree is something to be looked at, mm-hmm. and to be—it reminds us of the joy, of the beauty, of the many colors, of the 
uh, all this stuff, and of course the star or the angel at the top, there's all these reminders about Christmas. Take some time to look at the tree, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, we talked about the liturgical seasons before and how it's like breathing in and breathing out, that the church has this time for us to go to take in our breath and then to let our breath out. So sometimes we need to, to, to take in a quick breath, but then like the, a long, slow exhale. Mm-hmm. They tell you that we like to, to calm down or whatever, breathing into a paper bag and hyperventilating. And all, you know, but, but the thing is, if we just consciously slow down, it, it, it changes everything. And you have a good way of, of doing the slowing down. Yeah, and we did talk about that. We talked about adoration, yeah. you know, making, a, making a visit to the Blessed Sacrament. Or if you don't have the Blessed Sacrament exposed, make a visit to the tabernacle and just sit and contemplate the Annunciation and so the season and all of that. And so we sit and look at the Christmas tree, sit and look at Jesus. Yeah. Way better than a Christmas tree. But, oh, but, yeah. but, but to slow down, and I don't know about you, but every time I go into the adoration room, I, I fight off the temptation to sleep sometimes, right? Because yeah. it's so peaceful. But even if you do that, that's okay. It's peaceful. Yeah. And it's like you're in the loving arms of Jesus. And if you're going to you know, take a power nap, there's no better power no. nap than adoration. Now, in the middle of the day, it might be strange if, like, there's a dude snoring in there. <laughs> that can be problematic. And I'm not asking you to sleep, but I am, I'm, I am asking people to bask in peace. And I think your idea of adoration is a, is a brilliant one during Lent because it's or during Advent because, like, we're, we're out shopping. We're doing this. And we've got the hot cocoa. We've got to make sure we go over there and get to, get to Target before they close. And, you know... You know what? Let's let's go to let's go to adoration, mm-hmm. and it kind of puts everything in perspective. Yep. And you and you and you look at Jesus. That's right. And He looks at you, right? And it's like it's just kind of a, a neat it's a neat way to slow down. That's right. Um, I think. So number uh, six, decorate your home. Number seven, take a breath, slow down, right? Mm-hmm. And that flow um, uh, flow in and flow out. It's just it's a beautiful time. So number seven is uh, read the Annunciation story great idea so a lot of people don't do that we wait until the church preaches it to us teaches us who proclaims it to us right but if we were to stop and we were go to luke chapter 1 verses 26 through 38 mm-hmm. that starts with in the sixth month the angel gabriel was sent from god to a town of galilee called nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man named joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And it goes on and talks about what the angel Gabriel says, what Mary replies, and then what Mary does. Right. And if you just if you read that story, you can read it a, you know a couple times during during Advent. It is a beautiful way of preparing because it's how we the world prepared to receive the Savior. Mm-hmm. And there's some beautiful key things in here that it's just so so beautiful talking about. That 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 uh, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And, you know, it's like, wow. Okay, so this is going to change some stuff. Mm-hmm. And you, if you if you reflect on that, maybe while you're at adoration, there you go. You reflect on that. You realize the world changed because Jesus, because God could, took on flesh. That's right. Right, and and it still can change for you and for everyone else in the world. What the world needs now is love, sweet love. We've heard the songs, right? But the reality is, it's God's love. And if you want to solve all the problems in the world, it's Jesus coming uh, into our world. So recognizing that story of the Annunciation is is powerful. And there's another way you can recognize the Annunciation, a and, simple way. And we talked about that too. And that was pray a decade of the Rosary, and more specifically, pray the first decade of the Rosary. 
which is reflecting on the enunciation. Yeah, there's so many people that say, oh, I'm you, you don't even have to do the busy. whole rosary. No, just I'm do so busy. one decade. Oh, Tom, I can't do the rosary. I'm just, I got this and I got that. <laughs> I got the soccer thing and I got the job thing. I just, it's just like, I don't have the time to sit down and pray this long thing. And, and that is also, by the way, for code, code for, I don't know how to pray the rosary. I have, I forgot the prayers. I haven't done it in so long. No one here is here to lead it. And that can be a challenge. And so I, I like you would, would, would invite folks to, so sort of reintegrate the rosary in their life. And an easy way to do that, what we do with our kids, is let's just pray one decade. That's right. That's ten Hail Marys. Can you do ten Hail Marys? And if you forgot, really, it's it's really not difficult. I would argue with you on that. I think you can just Google it. Google it real quick. How to pray the rosary right. and boom, it's right, right. there. Right, but there's but we gotta we, we gotta we gotta build it's like decorating one step at a time. We, we gotta build into the rosary. Yeah. for people who haven't done it in a while. It doesn't seem burdensome, it's actually a beautiful gift of peace, but Specifically, the very first mystery is the Annunciation. That's right, and it's like reading the. You're, you're now pondering with Mary, mm-hmm. and you're keeping this in your heart. You're pondering on in your heart, mm-hmm. and it just it, again, it, it just it changes everything. Yeah, uh, and then so number nine is to practice patience. This is the season of longing, awaiting, preparing, and hope. We need to practice hope. It's gonna be tough. Well, you know, it's just like it's hard because. The world is just moving at this fast clip, and we're Plus, so judgmental. it speeds up even more so. I know. This time. There's just so much going on. So to practice patience means to consciously do something different in your life to make yourself more patient and more loving yeah. and, and give people a sense of that hope, to help yeah. them to see the hope, to, to realize that in you. It becomes that outward sign. So it's like the wearing purple. It's like something's wrong with dude. Something's, he's changed. What is, what's going on? Man, he seems more patient. He usually yells at me about now, mm-hmm. right? Practice some patience. It's a powerful thing, and it will change, but you've got to consciously do it. Yep. It's not just going to come naturally. Mm-hmm. You've got to consciously practice patience and waiting. Just wait. Wait your turn. Stand in line. Don't worry about jumping ahead at McDonald's. Let somebody else go first. It's, it's, it's amazing how that really can shape up your advent. It's true. And then the last thing is that song, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Mm-hmm. Pray it every day. Mm-hmm. So we sing it every day. We sing it at this time. Let's pray it. Read the words. Hear the words. Recite the words. Let's do it. It's powerful. Pray it. Look, we're going to pray it on the way out here. All right. O come, O come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel that mourns in lonely exile here until the Son of God appear. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel, shall come to thee, O Israel. O come, O come, thou wisdom from on high, and order all things far and nigh. To us the path of knowledge show and cause us in her ways to go. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel. She'll come to thee, O Israel. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Catholic Cafe. Visit us on the web at thecatholiccafe.com where you can find out more information about The Catholic Cafe, listen online, download MP3s, or subscribe to our podcast. You can also find us on iTunes or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send him an email at deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta Federal Association and is broadcast with ecclesial permission from the Most Reverend Martin D. Holly, Bishop of Memphis in Tennessee. Join us again at the Catholic Cafe 
serving up salvation one cup of coffee at a time.